0: Hey, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Eva Miller. As a domestic violence survivor turned life and wellness coach, I'm here to help you fully know your value, reclaim your power, and boldly create the life you love instead of living from someone else's script. So if you're feeling stuck and looking for help, or you just want to be reminded that it's okay to be your unique self in a conforming world, you're in the right place. Don't water down your wild. Step out of the race you never wanted to be in and forge your own path. Let's go. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome to the podcast. This is Eva Miller, your host and high-performance life coach. And today I have in the bedroom office with me none other than the amazing and incomparable Big Sexy. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: Amazing and incomparable.
0: Yes, you are.
1: I like that. Thanks for having me back on
0: the podcast. Glad you're here. So today on the show, we are going to explore the idea of chasing shiny objects. Because I was talking to a friend recently, and we got on the subject of the podcast, and I asked her if there was anything she'd be interested in hearing us talk about on the show. And she said there was. Here's what she said. She wrote this to me in a text message um, when she had a chance. I've been struggling with doing so much and not doing any of it well. It's not because I feel pressured or anything like that. I'm just interested in so many things. I love photography. I love journaling. I love making journals. I wanna learn Latin and Greek. I wanna get my masters. I could add about 30 other things without taking a breath. How do I know if what I'm doing is shiny object syndrome or if I need to pivot? And how do I decide what I need to edit down or out? I love this question because I relate to it so well. What about you?
1: Yeah, I I relate to it. Um, I don't know exactly what goes on in her head when she looks at all this stuff. But for Mm -hmm. me, because there's a lot of things that I'm interested in, a lot of things I want to do. When I start thinking about all of it, it's like, okay, I don't have really the time, the free time, air quote free time, (laughs) to really sink down into any of it. So I wind up just getting paralyzed mentally and I don't do anything. I just shut down. Sure. Yeah. So I don't, I don't get anything done that I think it would be fun or would better my life or anything like that because I just get overwhelmed instead of just whelmed.
0: Yeah. Cause the overpart's too much. Right. It's the right kind of whelmed, I get it. Yeah. I love it. And I can relate because I, I think Marie Forleo calls us multi-passionate people. I think is how she phrases it. But anyway, I have a lot of interests. It isn't because every single thing that I'm interested in has to mean something big or be a big part in my life. It's just that maybe I'm curious about some stuff, maybe want to know how things work a little more or whatever, know more about them without them becoming something ginormous. Right. But in answering some of these, first of all, it's not like I can actually tell her it's this way or it's that way because we all know there's no one way to do something, right? There's no one way to organize a life. There's no one way to spend your quote-unquote free time.
1: (laughs) Well, because we're all different.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I think my first question would be, what is your definition of doing them well? What does that mean to you? Like, does, does doing it well mean that you would learn Latin and Greek fluently? Does it mean conversationally? Would it be to just have a a grasp of the language and its cadence? And my other question would be, do all the things you're interested in have to get like the same level of effort and energy and attention, as each other or can they be scattered like hash browns at Waffle House, you know, a little of this, a little of that and, you know, spread all around. Okay, I think I would also say and ask you, which things do you want to saturate yourself in and which things do you want to just sprinkle in your life? Because there are some things that I think we can plug into and detach from really easily. You know, yeah. they don't have a ton of meaning, but maybe they're fun or they're easy to plug in and out of. Whereas other things require more time or attention or headspace or something. Preparation. Yeah, exactly. And and some things are really about kind of scratching an itch without making a lifelong commitment to it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with all of those. It's just a question of knowing where something falls in your life.
1: Right. You have to put weight on different things. Yeah. What can you do that maybe doesn't take a lot of time or a lot of prep work that's maybe fun? Tackle that, get it done, set it aside, and then move on to the things that require more preparation, more time, more attention, more effort, and just schedule it out.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely one way to do it. I think another is to figure out which thing might strike your fancy the most at the time. Mm -hmm. Like what sounds the most fun? It may not be, it may be the thing that has the most, takes up the most brain space maybe requires the most preparation. Maybe takes the most money to get started. Maybe it's the thing that you've been interested in the longest, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's not, maybe it's all the other things, you know? So personality would dictate and season of life. You're in, I happen to know, my friend's season of life, she's not raising small children. So she does have a certain level, a certain amount of time that she can devote to some things that maybe somebody who's in the throes of raising small children doesn't have. Right. I mean, we all know moms don't have time to, they don't even get to go to the bathroom alone. They can barely
1: breathe.
0: When I was raising little kids, I I don't know if you remember, but I complained at one point about, I haven't read a book. Mm-hmm. in X amount of years because I didn't read books anymore. I had time to read a magazine article. That's all I had time for because I got barely got through the article if I got all the way through the article and somebody needed me for something. And yeah. so it was just a different season of life. And then I think about the amount of bandwidth each one of these things might require. With your master's, for example, if you were to pursue that, would you have to table some of those other things until you were finished with it? Would you be able to balance getting your master's and all that's required with that homework, writing papers, whatever, with the other things that you're interested in? Like I said, some things are easy to plug into and unplug from, and others would require more, more bandwidth. Um, when I was in school, I didn't really have time for anything else. Anything other than what I was doing at school had to be something that didn't require tons of headspace or prep time from me. I needed to be able to plug in and unplug quickly so I could just move on. I didn't have time for any real deep commitment to something else when I was in school. I, would, I think it would probably be the same for someone else. And then don't you think how you determined what to maybe edit out or change or cut down would also depend on whether or not you were doing it for a business, either as a main business or a side business, wouldn't you think?
1: Yeah, I would think so. Um, anything that's going to help bring in money, you want to put a little bit more time and attention onto that because that's going to help your family.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think about, I had a client who, um, she had a lot of stress and she told me that one of the ways that she would de-stress her mind was to do crafty things with her hands. She created stuff and, She said that it would always soothe her mind to be totally like get her out of that headspace because she was working with her hands and she was totally concentrating on what she did. And she loved it. She said it brought her so much joy and peace. People were telling her all the time how pretty her stuff was when she would post pictures on social media. And she decided that she would start selling some of it. And so she signed up, you know, at those booths where you take your stuff and sell workshops. What are they called? Prefers. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And, um... She would go to those and she went to several and she did fine with the money thing. And when I was asking her about it, one day in one of our sessions, she said she was realizing the joy and the peace and the fun that came with sitting down and creating things was dissipating the more shows she did. I've
1: heard a lot of people in the entrepreneurial space say, find your passions and make that your business because then... You'll be doing your passion so it doesn't feel like you're working. That's a good theory. I think on, it is
0: good in theory. But on paper? Maybe not in execution, yeah.
1: And some things may be more prone to being able to work out best that way. But if it's something you're doing and it's a passion of yours, but you're doing it because it relieves stress, then you start trying to make it your business and make money out of it. Now, you, instead of a de-stressor, it became a stressor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you, one of the things I asked her, you know, What did she mean that it got stressful? And she said, um, for example, she made something and she had put yellow on it or wrapped it in yellow ribbon or something to do with yellow. And she said that she thought it was the prettiest piece she had. Mm -hmm. But she took it to the craft fair and people bought everything except that yellow. She kind of was like, she thought that was weird. And she said it, it was tied too closely to her right and she said she didn't like that that wasn't good for her self-esteem and I thought it was awesome that she was so aware of that yeah well
1: and- yellow is a, a bright vibrant color that brings happiness and if she was in a, a troubled space in her head and she created it and that yellow brought her out of that it's got a deep personal meaning to her yeah. but to somebody else it may well that color really doesn't go with with the scheme. So yeah, I'm not buying that one. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, People have different things that they want. And she said she was just happier when she was making things that she liked and didn't have to think about what someone else would want. And um, I thought that was super smart. And she was like, so I'll just sit down at my table and enjoy it again. Mm -hmm. That was brilliant. I would also add, have you thought about exploring these interests one by one? to find out which ones energize you and make you want to keep going and which ones, mm, like, either they become satisfied when you give them some time and attention or the itch is scratched and you're just like, okay, this is good, just Mm -hmm. like it is. And because there are things I'm interested in, I want to know a little more about them, but I don't want to make it a side hustle. I'm not trying to make it my main business. It may not even... I'm not planning for it to be a big part of my life. I'm just a little curious to go a little deeper. It's it's basically dip your toe in and see how you feel about the water. And then stick your feet in. And if that still feels good, go in a little deeper, 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 right? And if you're comfortable going up to your knees and that's all, and you're like, all right, I'm satisfied. I'm good. You know, on a hot day, I want to go stick my feet in some water, and maybe that's all i want to do maybe other days you want to like jump in the pool completely and then you're like yeah this is what i needed so sometimes i think you need more of something and you know sometimes our problem is that we get too many choices you remember back in the day like i don't know 20 years ago when i used to go to scrapbook events mm-hmm. and you know that was back before you could buy stuff on amazon before um there were any scrapbook stores there were very few stores that sold scrapbook supplies And so once or twice a month, my friend and I would go to a a lady's house and we'd pay, I don't know, 10 bucks or something. And she would provide dinner and the supplies for one ski, uh, one theme of a scrapbook page or something like that. And I used to come home. I don't know if you remember, but I used to come home like every time I went, I would come home with 12 to 15 scrapbook pages done.
1: Oh yeah, you were incredible.
0: And then stores started popping up. And I had access to more supplies, which is what I thought I needed. And as I got more supplies, it seemed like the more supplies I got, the less work I got done because I had too many choices. Mm -hmm. That was the overwhelming part. The choices became a distraction. I I was not whelmed. I was overwhelmed. Yes. (laughs) And so I spent a lot of my time trying to think about what color I wanted to use and what theme I wanted to create and how I wanted to arrange them. And then I was going home with like, Four pages and five pages and three pages. And I wasn't anywhere near the double digits in pages. And the whole point of going was to get books done, get my pictures preserved. And so I got that whole paralysis within by the analysis part thing going on. And so I think there's something to be said for that too. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with dabbling and seeing, you know, what brings you joy, what might be pursued for later, what is satisfied now and I don't need anymore. You know, so many times when you you meet women who are my age and so they've raised their kids and now they're trying to figure out like what's next and you you hear them, they'll say things like, well, I used to enjoy dot, dot, Mm dot, fill in the blank with something that they did and stopped doing because life got busy, it lifed on them and they stopped doing it and then they're like, I don't know if I want to do that again or not. I might be interested, I might not be. And um, I love that those things can be explored later. My mom always wanted to paint. She's an artist through and through. She's so artsy fartsy. And she is such a good artist. She actually ended up taking classes through Bob Ross. And so she painted her own happy little trees. (laughs) And I have some of those paintings in my house and she's really good. And she loved it. And it's so funny because she can be critical of herself, but her stuff is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And she's always like, Oh, I should have used more light. I should have used less this or whatever. And I never noticed those kinds of things, but she was very good at it. But I don't know that it made her happy to do that
1: Mm.
0: because she would get lost in some of that. So I think, you have to ask yourself, like, how much of it, where does it hit you on the joy versus challenge? When does is it is stop being joyful and start being too much pressure or challenge or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so what about you? Because you get lost with your blender that you do, no, your, your yeah, sculpting I'm, stuff.
1: I'm getting more into creating uh, 3D models and animation and characters and things like that. And I want to incorporate that into some of the business presentations and things like that, that I want to do. And, you know, but I can come home, you know, we'll eat dinner. I'll sit down, I'll open up the, the app on the iPad or on the computer, and I'll just start sculpting or modeling. And as I get into it and just barely, you know, start rolling in, my mind will just be drawn into what I'm doing to the point of, I don't know what's going on around me. And it'll be bedtime before I know what happened. And I forget that I've got a wife and a dog in the house that would like some of my attention. I just get so focused on it that I lose where I'm at.
0: You forgot Feeny and me? Dang. Wow. Well, you know. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I love that you can get lost in things. I think that is, I think that's actually very necessary in our lives because when we can get lost in something, it totally detaches us from the for a little while, it gets us out of the headspace of stress and strife Mm -hmm. and division and pressure and bills and all the adulty things that we have that we contend with on a day-to-day basis. And when you can get lost in something and then you go back to reality, (laughs) even if it's just your dog and your wife, you know, at the end of the night, I just think that you have a whole different perspective because you've been in a different world and now you're coming back to your regular world with kind of some fresh eyes mm-hmm. and maybe maybe a different attitude, maybe a more casual, calmer attitude. I don't know. Maybe a more creative mindset. Because like for you, right. you've been creating. And so that starts those creative juices flowing and then you start thinking about other things from a creative standpoint. Right. And then pretty soon you're you're uncovering and discovering new things. Right. And I think that's always a positive thing. I think that's not bad at all. I mean, yeah, there's a case to be made for, you know, you get too lost in something. But a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people, like a lazy person might, but somebody (laughs) who's not lazy isn't going to take that too far. And I just think those mental breaks are really good for us even though you do forget you have a wife and a dog, it's fine, whatever.
1: (laughs) It's not intentional.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that when you used to do that um, in Texas as part of your job, you used to say all the time you didn't even remember to eat lunch. You didn't even realize you were hungry. You just kept going.
1: Going to work and start on the project that was assigned to me and just realize it. Well, crap, it's lunchtime. I, I need to get something to eat. I'm a little hungry. And then after lunch, I would get right back into it. And it's like everybody's wrapping up for the end of the day and I'm still going. It's like, oh, I guess it's quitting time.
0: Yeah. Sometimes I get going on something that I'm really into and I can be really into it, but I can only work for like an hour or so, hour and a half ish. And then my body is ready to shift gears, do something different, have changed some form of energy. You know, Mm -hmm. if I've been sitting, it's time to get up and move around. And if I've been moving around, it's time to sit down and shift where I put my attention. And that's always good for me, too. So I I don't, you know, obviously only you can answer what needs to be edited down or out. But I would encourage you to think about how deeply you want to take them And what your definition of well is. So, I think that's all we have today. Do you have anything else you wanted to... No. All right. I hope that helps you, my friend. And I will be back next week with more. I'll talk to you then.
1: Talk to you guys then. And if you have any questions or you want to have something discussed on the show... Oh, yeah. Message us and let us know.
0: Yep. You should know where to reach me. My stuff is in the show notes. And you can always reach me on social... I would love to hear if there's something you want to talk about on the podcast. You could even come on here and talk about it with me if you wanted.
1: Yeah, or just something I can talk to her with because I like being with her.
0: You want to be on my show somewhere? Sure, more?
1: I like being on your show.
0: Aw, that's so sweet. All right, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We'll catch you all next week.